Welcome back to a brand new episode of Charm City Beat. Me and Justin are back on the table to talk about the Ravens' big statement win against the 49ers and how they sit number one in the NFL. So whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, welcome. What a weekend. Now, I'm just going to jump right into it. When looking at the schedule and how the 49ers were doing, this game made me nervous. LA didn't make me as nervous. Sorry, you had to witness that in person. Do we need to talk? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That's a little old news. About two weeks old, but I had to dig it because we haven't had videos in two weeks. So, but yeah, let's talk about the 49ers. I thought this game could gone either way, and it was just a hard-nosed football game, back and forth, settled by a Justin Tucker field goal at the end, man. Well, and so the Ravens have now uh, essentially beaten every notable team other than, what, like the Saints? I mean, Yeah, the play, Saints are the only – yeah, And Green Bay. Pretty much every other good team in the league you've been able to beat. Yeah, and, and you know, we were talking before, you know – we were on set, and not to make another dig at the L.A. Rams, but the sheer fact that the Ravens have swept the NFC West to right now currently, it's probably the hardest place to play in the NFL. You have the Seahawks, you have the Rams, the 49ers, and the Cardinals. So the Ravens have gone through all of them. Not to, Like you said, the Patriots in prime time, the Texans. I mean, the list goes on. And that's why they're currently number one in you know the power rankings. And as for this game, I mean, what, what's kind of stuck out to me is that George Kittle was held in check. He only had two catches for minimal mm-hmm. yardage. But the 49ers were able to run the ball pretty well. Mostert had a great game. Yeah, um, that running definitely caught me off guard, especially as stout as the Ravens' defense has been. And I would have thought probably we would have had, you know, we would have been able to stop the run, honestly. But sure enough, they were able to find holes on the you know, on the offensive side, I thought that – well, sorry, wrong game. But I I definitely predicted this was going to be a tough game. I mean, that secondary for the 49ers is good. But – and it was something – you know, I saw something this weekend that actually probably should scare the rest of the NFL. See, there's three phases to Lamar. There's one, we know, the runner. Everybody wants to talk about it. Pretty good for a running back. There's also the passer, where we've seen him pass amazingly – where he's had two perfect passer rating games this season. But then we saw something this week that, again, as I said, should terrify you, the game manager. He was able to manage that game to a victory. They were able to stick with it in the close games. I, Not to really bring up old ghost or whatever, but if Flacco was in that game, no, that would have been done. But the fact Lamar was able to get 100 yards on the ground and – 100 yards passing, which by quarterback standards, you know, in the past, that's probably pretty lousy. But he got a touchdown through the air and one on the ground. He took the game, took control of the game and made it his own and controlled the clock to where they were able to get that last second um, field goal by Justin Tucker. And, I mean, a good game plan because going up against uh, arguably the top defense in the league, you want to be a little more mm-hmm. conservative and, and just making sure you don't have turnovers. Yeah, and, I mean, I think going into January when, I mean, and we're not even going to skip. I don't want to even disrespect the other teams that we're about to play. But looking ahead to January, yes, you're going to be playing much harder opponents. Again, you're going to have to probably play the Chiefs again. I mean, 
the way it's looking, the Ravens will have that as a home game, so that will probably work in their favor. But you're probably going to have to pay, face the Patriots somehow again. It's possible you're going to be facing these powerhouse AFC teams, even with the Patriots looking as bad as they do. I highly doubt Bill Belichick is going to allow the same things to happen a second time around. So the fact that you have Lamar Jackson out where he can control a game, slow it down a little bit to the point where they're just getting bits and pieces, bits and pieces enough to win. That's incredible to me. And next up, you got the Bills. Yeah. Um, the Bills, definitely, um, if you've been watching the Weather Channel, a uh, crap ton of snows up there right now. I don't know if it's going to be gone by the time we get up there, but that could be a tricky game. I mean, they only have three losses on the season. They've been very quiet this season, honestly. Not, not quiet in a sense where they haven't done anything. No, they've done great things. But you haven't heard a lot about it. Similar to Ross in our fantasy football league, actually. You know, quiet winning record. And it's like, oh, shit, they're the real deal. So that game, I believe that could be a trap game potentially. But, again, when you look at this team, I don't think they'll even probably fall into that trap for any other team. It might be. But the Ravens just love to punch you in your mouth and just keep going. So, I mean, could they let up on the Bills? This could be a game they could lose, possibly, if they were going to lose any of the rest of the games this season. It, it could end up being similar to what you saw in the 49ers game in the sense that the Bills are also a team that's really their strong suit is their defense. Mm-hmm. But I think what's the difference is I, I just feel like, I don't know, Josh Allen might be a little more turnover prone than Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll, 100%. we'll have to see with that. But, uh, I, you know, it's a game where the Bills certainly have a shot playing at home. But, yeah. um I, I actually do think the Ravens will, will again come away with a win here. I definitely think they'll win. I mean, let's be honest here. The Bills really haven't beaten anybody of real name power. I mean, yeah, they beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys somehow are leading their division at, like, what, 50% now? I think yeah. they're, like, 6 and 6 Hell kind of a joke is that? But, I mean, the Bills are still a winning team. So, I mean, they could be potentially a threat to the Patriots who seem like they're limping along. Uh, well, I'm going to be interested in this game to see how that defense handles Lamar. Yeah. Right? Because no one's really been able to totally shut down Lamar yet. Mm-mm. And it'll be interesting to see if the Bills are able to do that. Because if they can, then maybe they got a shot here. Yeah. I mean, you look at the defense you predicted that would potentially be able to stop them. The Patriots, the Rams, the 49ers. All of those defenses got crossed up. I, I mean, the 49ers probably had statistically more success because they were able to keep him at least at a hundred passing yards. But I mean, he's still got a hundred on the ground, you know, and still got two touchdowns. So, I mean, I'm curious. I don't think the bills have the defense. The 49ers have, I don't think the bills have the defense. The Patriots have on a good day. So it could be, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I don't think, I just don't trust in the bills defense. Honestly, I'm not sold. What's crazy to me is you have a couple weeks left in the season, and the Bills could actually end up winning that division over the yeah. Patriots. There's a, there's a chance they could do it. Yeah. They're only a game back. They're only a back. game back, and the Patriots, Um, I mean, let's see. They got beat by Houston. They got beat by the Ravens. And, I mean, these aren't just beatings. Those, those were maulings. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots looked next to crippling. I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, when Edelman's your only real receiver, I mean, you have Sinu. He hasn't really been able to build chemistry yet. Um, Antonio Brown's on Instagram and Twitter trying to troll the Patriots to get him to get signed again. 
And I mean, the rushing game's, you know, neither here nor there, really. Um, the Patriots are definitely vulnerable. And I think it's the first time you can really say it with Tom Brady starting for the first time in what, like 20 years? They're a vulnerable team right now. So this could be the Bills' division. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? It would be, be, it would be crazy. Could you imagine New England, number one, New England without a first-round bye, and number two, New England paying, playing on the road in Buffalo, possibly? Oh, my God, that's the shit dreams are made of. <laughs> I would love to see that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the Ravens and the Bills, that's going to be a great game. And you, when you look ahead to the season, you still have the Browns, so that's going to be a rematch. And if you think they've forgotten what happened to them when they played the Browns, Oh, it's going to be a different story. Um, on top of that, you have the Jets on Thursday um, and um, at Thursday night. So, I mean, the whole team could be legally drunk and still beat the Jets. I mean, the Jets are just absolutely terrible. And then there's the Steelers. And the Steelers game, if I had to say out of the next few games, you know, because if you listen to people on the radio, you know, I listen to a lot of 105.7, and I was listening to the guy on the way over here, and he was saying, like, for the Ravens to go undefeated until the Super Bowl, that would be a total of a 15-game win streak or something, which is unheard of. And he, he alluded to the point that either this game or the Steelers game could be a loss, which is possible. But the only way I think the Steelers game is going to be a loss if our starters are resting and we have everything wrapped up. Right now, I believe if the Steelers lose and the Ravens win this week, they wrap up the division. So that right there is incredible. <laughs> but, you know. But do you lock down first round bye with that? Well, you don't lock down first. Well, you don't lock down first round bye until probably the last game of the season. Like I said, the Patriots are neck and neck. The Patriots only a game behind, and that's only because of the tiebreaker. So if the Ravens did lose another game and the Patriots went out, they would lose that first round. They wouldn't lose the first round bye, but they would lose the number one seed. Yeah. I mean, my point is, I don't think you're resting stars unless you have a first round bye locked up. The way the Ravens are playing, going forward on fourth virtually every single down, I mean, you know, every single time they're faced with it, there's no way in hell John Harbaugh is resting starters. I don't see it. I don't see Lamar allowing it. This this Ravens team is just a different squad, and they're not the type that want to break, except for when they're blowing a team out in, like, the fourth quarter. You know? And you see RG3. I don't think RG3 sees a start this season. Even with the Ravens locking up the division, possibly. I just don't see it. So, sorry, Jimmy. Likely, your Steelers won't win. <laughs> but, I mean, essentially, the Ravens are having arguably one of the best seasons. And it's been very exciting to watch them week in and week out. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. Because even with Lamar being the superstar he is, I call him the humble superstar. Because he doesn't even want to superstar him, really. He just wants to win. The defense has been exciting. Though they weren't exactly stellar this past weekend, weeks past, they've been freaking amazing. So I think if they can get back to business, get some pressure on um, Allen, it's going to be another pretty game for that defense. But, well, sorry. You are about to say something? Well, did we mention uh, Re- uh, Ricard resigning? Yes. Actually, news that just dropped today, Pat Ricard, do, you know, the fullback and D lineman who does it all, he actually got resigned. He got extended two years, which is incredible because Ricard is about 300 pounds. He plays both D-line and fullback, primarily fullback. And he's a big key part 
of what the Ravens have been doing this season with their run pass option. Um, between him and the tight ends, I mean, the blocking scheme and also the O-line with the blocking scheme is absolutely fantastic. And getting him another two years, well-deserved. Is this his first year playing D-line? Because I thought he was just a fullback. Um, How long has he been doing that? Intermittently his whole career. I remember there were like a few games they throw him in at. I know in preseason he plays D-line a lot. But he's been kind of interchanging. So kind of goes both ways. I mean, in this league where fullbacks aren't used as much as they used to be, I mean, it's playing time wherever you can get it. <laughs> but, you know, with that being said, obviously he's a big part of the Ravens' wins. This other guy is a big part of, historically, a lot of Ravens' wins, and more importantly, this week. Justin Tucker gets my game buff for not only winning the game, but so poetically, kicking a 49-yard field goal to beat the 49ers. How poetic is that? Big up to Justin Tucker, big trust. Um, been an exciting season. Um, we're still here. Um, we have the podcast, big news. We are on iTunes now, so you can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, wherever you are now. Links are down in the bio. So don't forget to subscribe to that. And stay tuned for more. We got a few, um, we got uh, episodes of Split Decision featuring Pat. Yes, we have an official title for the show. So I'm excited for that. So stay tuned for that. Got some big fights coming up. Take care.